0: Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for all of The Walking Dead. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we put the dicks in Daryl Dixon, Aaron, uh, we're here to talk about the season premiere, the series premiere even, of Daryl Dixon. Uh, Well, I got to know what you thought about this first episode. I feel like our intro is like uh, all the news that's fit the print. Mm-hmm. It's not all the it, it's it's not all the Walking Dead. It's just all the Walking Dead that's fit to fit that's, uh, that's fit to cover. It, it, it's a promise to, to the, the fans that we will eventually get around to all the Walking Dead. We're g- we're gonna come back and cover it all, right? This strike's yeah. gonna go on for a while. Fear the Walking Dead has like 19 seasons we can cover. God, uh, that, the <laughs> weird that's what's that Loki phrase? That you are truly desperate if you're coming to Fear the Walking Dead season two to save you. Oh yeah. Um I so like I went into this, you know, we th- we did the preview podcast and you know, they talked about hey, it's 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 good looking. Um it's set in France. Um uh Clement Poesey, uh Clement's Posey uh is a pretty good actress. Uh across from Daryl, he's a star. Uh sorry, Norman Reedus. Um but everybody's talking about the kid, the kid, the kid, the kid, the kid. is so annoying. And I will say that this kid is written to deliberately be annoying, like, and I, it's, I think it's it's lamp. Sh- the, the script calls like Daryl's like, yeah, this this is the type of kid gets his ass kicked at my school. As a kid, mm-hmm. we bully. I like the kid. He is a know it all. He is a weirdo. Like he's like extreme homeschool kid energy because that's exactly what he is. So like I found it pretty good. Like this is exactly how this kid would probably. Act and 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 like yeah he's a pain in the ass but there's some kind of charisma to him there's something likable and that mm-hmm. you know how desperate he is to be liked by by Daryl um how relatively innocent he is with the the upbringing so that was the the thing I was really worried about and I I actually like that really like the main villain or uh, at least so far mm. um, yeah Mad Max as I'm calling him all. All of the face tattoos these guys wear are shitty. I don't. I don't know what the hell the Walking Dead's face tattoo history is. Just really checkered, going all the way back to the Gatos, Vatos, Los Vatos. Okay. Um, the flaming lips guy on his his dome. We got a uh, an impressive. Just looks like a bird took a shit on your forehead, dude. On this one, but I I liked it. I liked it. I found myself almost shocked at how much fun I had watching Daryl traips around. Uh, France, southern France. How about you? Yeah, I, I find it mostly enjoyable. Um, I'm really looking forward to covering this show from the angle of a podcaster because it's gonna <laughs> be fun to rip into it because there's still a lot of really ridiculous shit. Uh, oh, yes, it, it's and let's start with the French through language. and through. Uh, sure, yeah, there's the French language there, which I mean, we could talk about that if you'd like. I, I, you said the kid is good, kid's not mm. bad. I like the kid. This is his first acting credit that I can tell. I, I'm. They claim that this kid is French in his bio. I don't know if he's French by way of Australia. Is he French, French- Canadian? There's something about his accent that did not strike me as French, but I, I don't know, man. If he's French, he- then, you know. Fair maybe enough. it's like a really southern French accent. Um, but yeah, like oh, he speaks maybe. like he's got his mouth full of marbles and his lips are sewn shut. Yeah. Um it was a treat to watch like what the subtitles were saying because they subtitled all of his French. Mm-hmm. And like I, I posted it on Twitter, it's like I don't think this guy said the first two words, two and a half words of the sentence, you know, when he was well, saying goodbye yeah, I mean, to That's Darryl. French for you. They leave a lot out. A lot is implied in their spellings and their use of language. Uh, You know, I was always taught in school that, like, before English became kind of lingua franca, um, that the French um, was like the language of diplomacy. That's like, you know, that's everyone's common Hmm. tongue that they spoke. Does that explain the blood-soaked continent of Europe? That like, no one just couldn't understand what the fuck each other was saying. So it's just like eventually just get to stick and start hitting each other. It's uh-huh. like, hey, uh, I want to trade some grapes with you. Oh, great. I, I want to trade some this with you. It's like, and then it's like, what, what did you say about my mother? And then it just went from there because <laughs> I, it's be it's bewildering how they get to yeah. where they start from with the letters that they got. But <laughs> I'm with you. And I, I don't know what this accent is either, but hey, uh, the kid. Can act, you know, for a first role. Yeah. I've certainly seen worse. That's the thing. He stayed present with Norman Reedus. They had some good chemistry. Like I actually thought the the scene where they're kind of like the kids copying him from across the courtyard, you know, trying to get his attention. Um, it's fairly difficult. Like, you know, what? How do you emote that you're sad that your zombie padre got killed? I don't know. But I think this kid crushed it. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. We've in, in, in recent history, we've seen some unpolished actors doing their first job, and this kid is this like miles better than that I've seen. So, like I said, he's deliberately sure. written to be annoying character. But I don't. I grew up with kids like that. Hell, I was that kid in like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Thought I knew everything. Didn't mind everybody knowing that I. Knew. I kind of thought people would like me if they they thought I was smart. Um, and I, I got bullied a lot. Uh, surprise, surprise. I, so <laughs> this this feels like. A really good portrayal of that sure uh, I, I think it's gonna be interesting to see how fast they teleport Daryl across France. I can imagine that journey is going to take a long time but probably not the length of this show right I I don't think there's gonna be the story of Daryl getting to Paris. Oh it's te- they're dead going to Paris. Oh, I know, but is that going to be oh, the okay. entire story? Is that going to be I twelve seasons of Daryl going to Paris with this kid? I don't think so, because <laughs> if you look at the map and you look at where he's at and where he's mm-hmm. going, Paris is not smack in the middle, but it's right on the way. But it's like the two thirds, the four fifth point of the journey. It's a so long it feels journey. Like it feels like it's going to, you know, like that's going to be the season climax. Like I don't know if he gets the yeah. kid on the boat by the, you know, or wherever he's going by the end of the season. But, maybe he'll find a running Pujo or something. Uh, he'll, he'll find to say, some car. Maybe every season he washes up on a different beach around the world because he's pissed <laughs> sure. off. You, you can only take Daryl Dixon for a couple weeks. You're on a steam uh-huh. tramp freighter, and he starts up with his you know uh, grilling entire ungutted fish routine and stinking up the ship. Like just fuck this guy, fuck this guy. <laughs>
1: Get, uh, this, was in,
0: uh, this was this was a norman's contract he said look i'll do this show but we're gonna go to a different coast a different yep. country every single year and gonna yeah. get me the best accommodations there and i'll show up when you need me so next year they're gonna go to the coast of spain gonna go off the coast of italy yeah we'll see yeah i'm uh i but yeah i'm i'm uh looking forward to it. this is a pretty strong start but it's plenty of stuff to talk about. Oh yeah, uh, I'm looking forward this to is, this. This is The Walking Dead after all. <laughs> right. I like the survival aspect of it uh up front. That's pretty cool. I mean, maybe we should get into that. Let's talk about the recap here. Uh do you do you want to talk about the title? Oh yeah. Lame Purdue. Lame Purdue. Uh I mean, I've been saying that ever since I was rooting for the Hoosiers back in the day. Uh weird weird title Weird title. take a shot at a midwestern university uh, and walking dead but uh, what are you going to do you're not you guy huh all right I was neither it means lost soul apparently that's Daryl yeah I guess maybe it's the kid I don't know maybe it's Mad Max he seems pretty lost Maybe maybe it's the Padre yeah could be so many souls could be lost Père Jean? Yeah. Père uh, All right, let's get into the recap, yeah? Yeah, let's do it. We're on easy street. You're listening to The Watching Dead. We'll be right back. Cause the world is but a treat when you're on easy street. And we're breaking up the good champagne. We're Daryl's still kicking. Here's more of The Watching Dead. Sing every sweet refrain start off with daryl washing ashore in france and he starts scavenging he finds a boat with a recording indicating where he is he's in Marseille, and he listens to the recording through the night and i'm gonna kind of stop there before he takes off there's a lot of stuff here at the beginning which we were wondering about you know how how are they gonna do this are they just gonna have (laughs) daryl drift ashore are they gonna have him doing a makeshift motorcycle paddle boat uh Seems like yeah, he just he just drifted ashore. Um, I it's so funny because like I I I, just, I guess I guess um sci-fi moved on from Sharknado. Uh, something I think that came out in twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one um is the same guy that's in that movie. I don't know if he's the same character, the guy from Melrose Place or Nine Hundred Two uh, the, 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 the thing that he's fighting in this movie, it's the title of the movie is a zombie tsunami. And I couldn't, I, I I couldn't. And, and the idea of like, there's all these dead zombies floating in the r- ocean for some reason, there's a tsunami of them and it's going to like, I don't know, we'll have to watch this movie one of these days. Um, I couldn't help but think that like when Norman Reedus is like washing up or Daryl's washing up on the beach, it's like, it's a damn good thing that there weren't any hungry zombies. You know, you see him everywhere. Like he's walking on his aqueduct in the middle of nowhere, and there's zombies walking on like a highway. This beach in his populated area, um, of, of of France, no zombies. Yeah, we'll no zombies. For him to be unconscious for you know a good good period of time to, to wash up, but that's that's nice. Yeah, helpful. Uh, here's where the survival game starts. He sees this bucket on the beach, and I'm like, okay, it's gonna be Daryl Dixon starting with a bucket on a beach and ending up launching a rocket ship into space right that's how these games go it's like that what there's like 10 years ago on the internet some guy started with like i don't know uh a a pack of sweet tarts and he he, like within 30 trades got a house right Uh, uh i've seen this this with uh, video game collections too yeah nice start with a bucket of salt water that's brackish mm-hmm. water at best right would you ever dare to drink a just a random bucket of water on the beach i mean a, a, if it's I'm almost several certainly days out salt water sea. right almost yeah. certainly salt water yeah but i man i i hear the thirst does crazy things to you like you come off three and a half days on a row upside down rowboat can we talk about that uh-huh. how in the fuck did he end up with this configuration on the boat uh- because like that's an Wait. inherently unstable configuration with waves and, yeah, I mean, this isn't Indiana Jones, right? Where, like, you can <laughs> – the, the air is just going to stay it's trapped worse. under it's there. It's worse than Walking Dead, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's way worse. Uh I, I don't know, man. I don't I don't know how this gets more than 10 feet from where he plopped in before this thing sinks. It looks like someone helpfully tied his waist to the boat, so maybe that's how we that, – we I assume we, that's him. He must have tied himself, right? But, like, yeah, if you can, like – yeah. How did the boat get in the water? How did it get flipped? Let, let's let's go from a let's step back and from a meta conversation. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's going to be worth it in the end that they're keeping this all sh- this all stuff a mystery and they're telling it like backwards? I don't have a lot of faith in those final scenes. I I think that looks like easily the silliest part of this show. Yeah. Yeah. The framing of it, like how he got like the. Well, I mean, just like the the seriousness, the tone of it, like they're they're going so mm. ultra serious on that side, and these people aren't going to live up to it, right? It's it's not going to be something like so threatening, and so, yeah, right. yeah, it comes off as ridiculous. So yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I'm worried about that part of it. Yeah, but it feels like that's going to be like the bookends. Um, but I'm like, I'm like, why would what are you guys afraid of? Like. Why are you? We we know the other thing is they're being cagey about why he's there because like, the last I heard from Daryl Dixon, he was going to go off to look for Rick again. Uh huh. Yeah. And now this, he's this like, is crazy. the way he framed it is like, I just got bored, you know? Like, I just I just Went got there, me something nothing. out here, right? This is the thing that kills me about where they pick up with this series is the the end of the walking dead is him saying i'm going out to look for rick the beginning of this show the next time we see him he's already given up and now he's trying to get home and i know they're going to fill in some blanks but they can't go back and tell us that story right they can't give us the emotions of him trying desperately to find rick and failing now it's all going to be in retrospect they did it in a montage like in season 10 like uh sure yeah what, was that one of those, was was the one of those micro episodes or whatever um it's one with him know, just out in the woods by himself right or he's yeah and then he met the other girl who was squatting in the cabin they're kind of like uh-huh, flirt- yeah they kind of showed his the, the pretty i think they told a pretty good story of him exhaustively searching like and we joked about the hundred acre woods but-, but yeah um so, I, I, yeah. Why? I, I guess I expected to see him searching for Rick. Like, he had come to France to search and, for Rick for some reason, but no, he he's given up. Yeah. Yeah. Or he got on a boat to go investigator lead and then he got hijacked. And I like, but. But now he's all about getting home. He's like, I'm done with the Rick thing. Forget it. The other thing is, he seems like he's. Do you think he's surprised to find himself in France? Probably. Yeah. Cause I to me I don't see how that's possible. Maybe he's like, oh, okay, I'm either in Spain, Portugal, or France, and he wasn't sure. And you know, but the way he looked at those but they're also in the I don't know. I they're in the Mediterranean side. Um I feel like that he had a destination. They were actually going to France and he was on the boat that was going to France. So like yeah, seems like it. It just seems very silly that they're treating this whole thing as a mystery. And they're even filming Although they it like they were going you know, all the way around the coast, maybe maybe they were transporting something down here. Well, that's the boat that he found. I don't think that's the boat that the boat the boat that he was on mm-hmm. was from this um I don't know, zombie research facility team. Yeah, but if you look at army. it it's up in Lahav, which is like north uh western side of france you're right so why would the boat be this far why would they be you yeah. know through the straits of gibraltar into the mediterranean on the south side of france i, I assume they were transporting something and daryl just got kicked out at, at that point but do you think they were gathering like samples of uh aberrant zombies because it seems like that's what could be. their cargo the viable part of their cargo was like some kind of zombies to study um mm-hmm. and they had maybe this town <laughs> yeah. is famous for having their burners yeah, yeah, we'll talk about the 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 burners. Is that the what flamers? they are? <laughs> I Boilers, think the flamers. I forget it. Yeah, the flaming flamers. The flaming hot zombos. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll we'll see. I'm really worried about that part of the story because it looks cheesy as hell. But we'll see. Uh, you know what isn't cheesy? Mm. It's the idea of having a zombie story set in one of these medieval area cities uh, medieval era cities because like there's something just inherently terrifying about encountering a zombie in the narrow streets of one of these towns um more terrifying than encountering them in atlanta or dc or wherever right like everything's mm-hmm. just more cramped mm-hmm. there's more shit on top of each other yeah, no, I agree, and it just looks cool. Um, mm-hmm. the crumbling castle walls, the fact that they're using kind of like you know because they're twelve years in apocalypse, they're using largely me- me- melee weapons. It gives it that kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it- it's it's not as easy as just emptying a clip into one. Right? You gotta you gotta get in the melee range. You gotta take some risk. Yeah, When you're dealing with boilers, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> that's a- that's a problem. <laughs> uh. So the next day Daryl packs up his, his boat gear um, and he sets off for the opposite coast of France. Montage time. Uh, he's taking a lot of weird shit with him. He's taken a tape recorder which has like a story of the guy whose boat this was. And it sounds like a pretty sad story. But Daryl's going to be narrating his journey? Or is it just this scene? Or is it just Dude, for the convenience I- of who he is being conveyed to the nun? This tape player is ridiculous. Like, uh-huh. how is it still working? It, batteries, batteries expire, right? If it was a digital audio recorder and, like, I had lithium-ion batteries and the guy got the port, like, six months ago, I could be like, okay, maybe it's got some juice rattling around. But a tape a taper mini recorder? Those things ran know, off, man. like, AAAs or watch batteries or some shit. I don't <laughs> I don't. don't, And it had moving mechanical pieces. I don't know. I don't know. It seems it seems like a a crazy thing to have him do. But the apocalypse started before iPhones, certainly. Maybe not iPods. I I feel like you might have like a Creative Labs or something, right? I do wonder if there is a little bit of the, the writers like there's going to be significant time where Daryl's going to be essentially Tom Hanks in castaway. He's going to be by himself and we can't have a whole episode of him just squatting and grunting. And so like they, they added that so he can, we can get a little bit of what's on his mind, but it's just not very Daryl. Like Daryl doesn't talk. D- Daryl doesn't leave his thoughts anywhere. Yeah. His thoughts yeah. stay in his own damn head unless yeah. you're Carol I don't no, know. I agree. It, it seems super artificial to have him talking into this thing. I, I um the other thing is like him grilling a whole ungutted gutted fish, like it's some kind of like video game. Like this is like Minecraft, or like <laughs> Sparrow Daryl, man. I looked it up <laughs> and uh-huh. Like people say you can do it yeah, with certain species of fish, but oh my, you're cooking, you're cooking in its own piss and shit, man. Are you going to get rid of all that extra, all those extra nutrients? Huh? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to yeah, take the piss so. and shit That's with the, the extra nutrients, but it's like eating the potato skin. That's where all the vitamins are, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Up and up and up in, up in the guts. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's pretty gross. Did you think, I, I thought it's interesting that he takes his boat cloak. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why he swaps his his filthy rags for his boat cloak, but I noticed that it gives him a very priest f- frock look at mm. the end of the episode, which also makes him look a lot like his Boondock Saints character, which is kind of saying the same thing. But okay, is kind of it's it's kind of cool that they they did change his look up, even though the angel mm. wings would have. I wonder if the angel wings are gonna come back out at the end, like he's gonna earn them. Oh yeah, yeah. When he has to a... fly across the Atlantic to Be get a... back. back. I was the going to the backwoods guardian angel kind of guy. but Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh... We'll see. Uh, Harpoon. Where does that rank on your hand-to-hand weapon list? I have Barb as a problem, as Agreed. it already did. And as soon as I'm like, man, that's going to really get stuck in some uh problem zombie I didn't have to wait very long for that to be proven true. No. And again it's Since like Daryl it up, do you, like do you not know uh you know what what uh what you're doing? I, I also like that um when he looked on the map to go home he just looks at the city that's like due east it's called uh eats or something B-R-Eats. and he doesn't know anything about it. It's just like literally due east from his position, and that's the closest he can get to Alexandria. And I think I do think <laughs> yeah. his plan was to walk right across France, get Jesus. to the ocean, start swimming. Yeah. <laughs> to... Maybe maybe get a boat if he can, but he'll swim. Yeah, I guess he you're working to... your way up the coast and then eventually you'll get to something. But it is just it's just oh, really funny. It's just really funny. You know, yeah. no we're not looking at roads or anything. It's just like it's a straight line. Yeah, let's go there. I d I don't <laughs> So why travel overland? He's already at a port, right? Why doesn't he take this guy's boat? Why? I mean, he had if he wants to go home, he's got a boat. Yeah, in a port town, there's a like, does he? Yeah, and Carol was boating. Yeah, it makes it makes zero sense to go across France here to get closer to America when he's got Although, a boat. He can just. Sail. I do question how many boats would still be floating at these harbors like sure. you have to actively pump a boat's bilge. like their boats are not 100 percent waterproof surprise surprise mm-hmm. they leak and you have to have a pump going um you know uh and there's like i've i've seen many many boats sunk to the bottom of a pier because their battery went dead their bilge pump started work stopped working and nobody noticed until the boat was at the bottom of the the pier mm-hmm um so Ships. like i don't know uh i it that it, it struck it's like maybe if you can find a sailboat somewhere it's in a dry dock or something you can get that going but i don't know if they girls out of sail um and it is a long walk you got to walk through like fucking spain if you're going yeah. to like it's a long walk or it's it's a it's a long it's a long boat too is what i'm saying you like Fran- you have to go oh, yeah, all yeah. around like two other countries to get back to you know the other the, the right side of the France, but I don't know. Sure, but he doesn't have to go back. All he has to do is get around uh the the bottom of Spain, right? Like he he can get around the bottom and then just make a beeline for America. He doesn't have to go back up the coast to that's true. Balearics or whatever. This is true. Maybe um, hey, he just doesn't want a boat. He's a walking. <laughs> he, he knows how to walk back that's country. Fair. He does know how to boat. Yeah. Uh, uh, this, this montage, I hope, cause uh-huh. everyone talks about how cinematic this thing was. And I thought this episode was very cinematic. Yes. I hope it's not confined to just first 10 minutes because right. the locations, um, honestly, I didn't know that France had places like that. This looked a lot like, um, like, like, like Southern Italy to me, which I guess mm. it's Mediterranean. That would make a lot of sense. Right. Yeah. I say Southern France is beautiful. I've never been there. Like this, some of these towns look a little bit more like a ruined version, like Corleone that you see in The Godfather. Um, Sure, but yeah, I guess it makes sense. It's Mediterranean, but I love all the the old aqueducts, um, the ruined castle, parapets, and stuff that he's walking over. It gave you Mm -hmm. this like kind of like early Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings kind of epic feel. Yeah, I agree. You you get your sort of walking out of Atlanta shot except he's just on a train track I assume we're gonna get another one of those when he gets to Paris but we'll see I wonder I but that was definitely aping that shot right totally yeah I thought so too um and I think I'm just gonna have to make peace with the fact that I'm not gonna understand any of the text they show me on the show I looked up some of the graffiti said power of the living yeah yeah which is kind of like up with living people yeah. you know yeah power of the people in this case the living ones not the undead Yeah, no, not the dead people fuck the dead people yeah uh and then daryl can only walk for so long he's human so he stops for lunch and he gets attacked by walkers with acid blood and fights them all off of course acid blood aaron this <laughs> this is so stupid this is so stupid yeah of all the things a a zombie could evolve acid blood seems like it's the hardest to explain like them being slightly smarter or more agile or retain more of their human memories sure Would they not eat away at their own flesh i mean look i'm saying i'm saying and people talk talk about leaky bilge boats their their skin should just be oozy with this stuff and they should be in puddles and I, I people before people fucking feedback, they'll be like, "Well, you know, Jim and Aaron, your stomach is full of hydrochloric acid, and your stomach doesn't. Our stomachs are coated in mucus. Is every mm-hmm. fucking blood vessel of the zombie evolved the mucus lining? <laughs> Apparently, like because that's what you would. Yeah. Need. And and how does his touch burn? Like your hands Dude. is bleeding, or are they just bleed blood. I, I I thought this. I mean, it's. It's a video game concept. This is something you come yeah. up in the Walking Dead to video game because you gotta have you gotta you gotta have a flaming zombie, you gotta have an acid zombie, you gotta have a wa- zombie that sprays frost, you gotta have mm-hmm. electric zombies because they got killed by an electric plant. And I was looking. The thing is, is I was looking around on the sec- subsequent watches of this. I'm like, okay, where are they at? Are they in some kind of chemical factory or like he's looking at all these beakers? I I think they're in like a garden center. Like, yeah. They've been eating too much, what, nitrogen? Fertil- fertilizer? You know, their pH and... balance is way off? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I don't it's... fucking know. I, look, I think it's fine when zombies get smart. I think yes. there's, there's an inherent, like, humanity that that's presenting. Yes. And, what I don't like is when they develop superpowers. and yeah. or, or xenomorph qualities. Like, I, this is shit reserved for species from different planets, not for former humans. Yeah, no, right. I... I hundred percent agree with you on that. Here's what it is, though. What I really think it is, I think it's commentary on the French people. <laughs> they're just filled with acid. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, that's uh, what abrasive. the Walking Dead thinks, apparently. Yeah. They're they're abrasive. Yeah. I mean, look what happens when they try and raise the retirement age, right? Mm, Boom! Acid yeah. everywhere. They start burning shit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it might. Yeah, be the commentary. American American zombies uh, American zombies aren't full of acid. Nope. Nope. Not a single one. Uh, and then we get the intro sequence, which I like that the Walking Dead has its own style and it's it's very like focused here. You can see where it evolved from the Walking Dead stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a cool one, but does this feel like Daryl Dixon to you? The violins, the fine art, the very like Frenchness of it all. It doesn't it does not feel like Daryl Dixon. To me it was showing uh like high culture and decay because all those like you'd see this portrait is mm-hmm. burnt. It's like you know, being dissolved by acid, it's burning. Like also oh, like yeah, it's like the uh, everything classy and worldly is being burnt away by the world and the Daryl Dixons, the shoe foot the the barefoot hicks are ta- are are inheriting the earth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Which I I think that's a miss maybe I <laughs> I always thought it was translated the meek inherited, but apparently no. Mm-hmm. It's the it was, it was a mistranslation. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it, like it because I I did like the rivers of blood. I thought that was cool. I really like the the catacombs tease. Like I was super excited mm, about. Yeah, oh yeah. my god! Can you imagine a zombie zombie shit going down in the catacombs? It's all it's a mm-hmm. in the real world with no monsters and zombies and ghosts. The catacombs and appropriate lighting uh are probably terrifying but like full of zombies yeah it's gonna be cool yeah hopefully it's it's better than the the subway tunnel i was gonna say it probably means if i if if i'm looking forward to it it probably means it's gonna suck though Uh Mm uh-huh all right uh daryl stops to nurse his acid wound and spots someone watching him uh they're posting flyers that say god loves you on them I like him, Scott. He like he takes up to read it, and then he, he finds out he's like, "God loves you." Um, I guess and, this uh, dictionary is something he grabbed on the boat. I saw him stuff yeah. a book in there, but must be wasn't sure. I changed his hands quite a bit this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like the zombie at first, and also it looked like the zombie burns were weakening him. Like he's noticeably kind of like sick, sweaty, uh, worn out.
1: Can you become man, a walker
0: I, from getting a zombie? Brain? I it I think so. That's what they're telling. Which surprises me that the mm-hmm. zombie virus can survive in pure acid. <laughs> I guess, man. It seems like it's bad enough that you can just touch you and fucking melt your shit. Like the mm-hmm. fact that you become a zombie if they just touch you. Oh my god! It's a it's, it's these these zombies are all one one first strike death touches. And uh, yeah. if you're a Magic: the Gathering character, those are problematic. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the the mentalics zombies where they can just look mm. at you and kill you turn you into a zombie psychic zombie because yeah. why not I mean we're already halfway there yeah we're on easy street and it feels so sweet we'll be right back There's acid blood coursing through my veins. Welcome back to The Watching Dead. Uh, Daryl spots a couple of people, and they Maribel and Guillaume, a girl and her blind grandfather. They trade Daryl food for medicine. Yeah, Guillaume's trying to be friendly. Daryl's not interested. And then a couple of assholes pull up with guns, try to abduct Maribel. But Daryl and her overpower them. And then Maribel and Guillaume knock Daryl out and steal his supplies. And somebody else approaches and scares them off, and Daryl passes out. I like how feral Daryl got as soon as they talk about food, you know? Oh, like, yeah. The way he was, like, just grabbing fistfuls of apples, like this little orchard goblin. You know? Oh, <laughs> just, just, this old just, man, t- just tucking him away, tucking him away, tucking him away. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew from the moment I, I saw him this old man was not blind. No oh, not a yeah. chance in hell this guy's blind. And in fact, i that's one of the things that bugged me. Like, I thought Daryl was pretty nonchalant about being followed by a lone, solitary figure, like, is scoping them out. And he just kind of looks at them like, eh, whatever. It's like, what if that person's got a gun? or mm-hmm. This person is, like, part of a larger group and they're going to tell, like, he showed no concern at all. And then um, the way they just kind of approach, like, I, I thought it was interesting, like, what something like this would go down in a zombie apocalypse, you know? Like you are meeting a group, you don't know how big so they are, you know, how capable they are. as a person blind or pretending to be blind. And I I was like excited, legit excited. Like I and Daryl seemed like he's a gun. I was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to observe them for a little bit to see if they're, you know, just to see if they're like good people or they're like maniacs or something. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean he trips over the thing, but like I thought that they like got down to trusting each other and doing business a little too quick for my taste, but then did would they betray Daryl inevitably, or did they the old man see an opportunity when Daryl was weakened and took it, took a chance to get a free med kit essentially? I assume the former. I think That's, they were gonna knock him oh, out, really? and take what he had. Yeah. Made did they see that he had an acid burn, and they're just like, I wonder if they he's they knew that he and they're like, yeah, if we just wait, he's going to get weak and die, and then we can take all of his shit anyway. Yeah, could be. Because I don't know these people are evil; they were just opportunistic. So, mm-hmm. so where does that leave me? Is this a really good depiction of how a first meet would go in a zombie apocalypse? Because the more I think about it, it's like okay, from Daryl's perspective, maybe he made some mistakes, but but it's he's a, in a bad d- spot. Young he's girl an old blind man, and like he's he's Daryl fucking Dixon, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He can handle Even himself. if he's even if he's running a bit of a fever and lost a step, he can he can he can. And he's starving. Him. He needs his food. It's like a good opportunity to to refuel here. Yeah. It's only so much fish shit you can eat before you get sick. Yeah. But uh, I also like Daryl just not, like, this guy is like trying to schmooze up to him and talk about, oh, you know, we used to be allies in World War 2 And he's like, uh, then Daryl doesn't respond. He's like, you're no friend. And he's like, yeah, there's no countries either. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what does it even mean? It's all gone. Uh, Daryl has some nightmares about uh, promises he made to Judith and Carol. I'm calling them nightmares because he's not going to be able to fulfill those. Uh, he, <laughs> By the time he does, Judith's going to be 45. Uh, he wakes up in a church with two nuns jabbing him with hot pokers, passes out again, and then he wakes <laughs> up later to a nun named Isabel tending to him and asking questions about himself. That was objectively hilarious, like Daryl just fading in and out of conscious, and all he sees is nuns holding him down, burning the shit out of him. And then, uh, uh-huh. the, and then, uh, Fleur Delacour is coming up to him, and she's saying something in French, probably like, Okay, steady yourself, it's coming one, two, three, here it goes. But it it just seems like they're torturing him. Uh huh. Daryl's like yeah, screaming, then he hell. passes out, <laughs> screaming, passes out. It's yeah, literally waking up in hell and the mm-hmm. the nuns trying to sing over him screaming i thought that was pretty funny too <laughs> Wr- do you think they're written to be funny or that i'm just not taking the show in the oh it, to be th- they're though? written to be deadly serious i mean everything on this show is deadly serious right that makes it funnier though which makes me think i know i agree uh they took daryl's clothes Is this the first time he's changed clothes in the entire series It's not. I know, but like I'm thinking like there's big milestones in his character development. Mm-hmm. There is the time he got the vest with the wings. There is the time he got the poncho. And that's it. That's it. I think mm-hmm. those are th- and those aren't even costume changes. Those are just variants. Like he adds the vest on top of his filthy rags. He throws the poncho on top. Um, so yeah, this might be his first like souped nuts redesign <laughs> of his character. Is this Long underwear, something that he always wears underneath his clothes, or did they give it to him? I kind of want to say always wears because I know that about ah, Daryl. How could you wear like, long underwear in Georgia, dude? I Daryl, no matter what the apparent temperature is, always wears like the same thing. Yeah, you know, brutal. It is, and uh, they're, they're talking about you know the burners and. I don't know how you say this uh, It's what they call the undead, the hungry ones The hungry ones Which I like that That actually is pretty cool mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels better Than walkers to me mm-hmm. Yeah Walkers doesn't got- really describe what they do I'm a walker Right. I guess I'm also a hungry one occasionally So what am I right. talking about <laughs> uh, But that's like the essential thing Like yeah, they're walking, but they're walking to eat You know, yeah for sure Uh, Daryl takes a bath and he looks at some various religious imagery then either remembers or dreams being underwater I can't tell but he wakes up violently in the tub and Isabel tends more to his wounds as she explains their faith at the church and they discuss their various scars Funny, he says that uh when he sees his back, he and she asks for an explanation, he's like, He said, Daddy was a smoker. Like of crack meth? Like, how does that explain the scars have, like on your cigarette- back, dude? I know I know he has like a big long whip scars oh, and shit, but does he also have cigarette okay. burns? No, and he, stuff? he absolutely does. They they I think they've ta- they uh, they talked about that with the, the June bug, the doodle bug episode, I'm pretty sure. Oh, um, did they? It's about his dad putting out cigarettes on him. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes that makes more sense. But they're not the obvious ones at this point, right? Like the wit, no, the lash marks are the yeah. So I, 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 t- tell me about Easy Street. You don't have to go all the way back <laughs> right. to your kindergarten years, your formative years. You've had some, some. You've gone mm-hmm. through some shit, man. Apparently, so has she. Uh, she's got the scar, the telltale scars of a suicide attempt. Um, she's talking about her church here being a the union of hope which is like an open message to all faiths yeah they they think that this is a test and they'll it'll end soon as all religions do right yeah i thought that um i i think we're going to see more of her sister too because uh, when sh- they talk about having a family, she says she has a sister and just a way the camera zooms in her face and kind of like watches her perform for three or four seconds. I think we're going to find out more about that and her own scars and I, I like that phrase where she said that that's one of the things that Priest says the scars show where we've suffered, but also that we've healed from that suffering. It's a pretty mm-hmm. good way to look at things. I like that. Sure. Uh, then Daryl's taken on a tour of the Abbey, uh, including the Armory, and he spots a radio in Perjan's office. Perjan will be important later. Uh, he's promised he can use it when he gets better. Daryl spots a kid named Laurent mimicking him uh, in the courtyard while he's eating. You have know, always wanted to know why our... Yeah, I've always idly wondered why in Star Trek there is this faction called the Maquis. Mm. It's kind of like this resistance mm-hmm. fighters of the Feder of the, the the fighting Federation hegemony and to self fighting for self determination and whatnot. I mean, they mentioned that uh, she says you know they've got these medieval weapons, you know, from the early days, but then they also have like M1 Garands and Thompson submachine guns and like World War Two era. And she says that the priest's grandfather was in the Maquis. And I looked it up. Maquis was the, I guess, rural branch of the French resistance fighting. Where they were like, you know, you had the Parisians and then you had the the rural types that were living out in the hills and mountains, you know, fighting um, war, uh, you know, like uh, essentially terror campaigns and interdicting supplies and whatnot. They called them Maquis. I'm like, okay, what the fuck does the Maquis mean? The Maquis literally means just like scrub, brush. Like the they're hmm. they're named after like let's like uh, the, the 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 if if that was an English word it'd be called the scrublanders. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool and it ties back into you know Star Trek. They're out at the frontiers and the hinterlands of the Federation fighting. Um, something I've wondered about for like thirty five years, and I got the answer. <laughs> Finally looked it up on the Walking Dead. Daryl Dixon. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay. Is isn't there an AMC show with killer nuns already? Is, there? Is this a go to thing? Was that in the Preacher? That seems like something to be in the I preacher. wanna say it had to be in Preacher, but maybe yeah. not. Yeah. It's a cool idea though. Killer Nuns, like that's that's a solid, solid B movie plot. Yeah, I like it in this setting. I, I have some complaints about how it's portrayed later, but uh mm. <laughs> we'll get there. But it's a cool idea. Um. Why do you think this kid is copying him? Is he just intensely interested on oh, American over here? I think I've he's never seen interested one. In, in a man. Yeah, yeah. He's trying, he's having that father figure that she talks about. Yeah, like um, he it might be the first time he's seen a grown man. Does the kid want to know how a man eats an apple? How, how just, does a man eat an apple? Like, watch Daryl. He'll teach you. <laughs> Big bites. Big, confident bites. He's one of those dudes that eats the core. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Does he spit the seeds waste, or does he just eat them? It's a waste of good him. apple. Nah, he's a, he knows that they have a microdose <laughs> of toxin and he eats them to, to make himself that much tougher. Yeah. A man who eats fish shit for fun that, definitely yeah. eats apple seeds, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's drinking beach buckets, eating ungutted fish, <laughs> and swallowing apple seeds like they're saving his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If anybody's going to have acid blood by the end of this, it's Daryl. <laughs> it's got to fight fire, fire, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I think you're right, though. It's the father figure thing, and we'll kind of get to some of that here in a bit. Uh, he he comes up to Daryl, and he shows off his big brain. Daryl's unimpressed. And he, he he does seem to be impressed by his uh, empathy here. He I, I don't know what it is. He tells Daryl that he deserves a happy ending. Where the uh, I? <laughs> why the okay? Are they going to make him like a Beta Zedian empath, or mm-hmm. is he just like an empath like they talk about on Instagram? Because <laughs> oh man, I don't know if I can take a science fiction empath, dude. It's it, it, boiling zombie blood and and psychic children. This. I don't know what show I'm watching. This yeah, feels so, like an entirely different show. That was the other thing when I was reading some of these reviews and they're like, they have some like these, in, you know, some people are put off by like the religious angle. And I'm like, well, I can see it, but I'm not the type of atheist that's really put off by religious stuff. Like I actually think, you know. I think Gabriel's I'd, stuff was mostly really good in The Walking Dead. Yeah, it's cool. And I'd say that's my background so I can relate to it and I can kind of like, you know, um, close my eyes and pretend like you do in fiction. But, uh... I didn't, and I thought it'd be like wrestling with like faith and uh, trying to find meaning. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they were actually like, oh no, actually a Buddhist uh, uh, monk came and said this boy is going to fulfill a prophecy and he's going to be a reborn Krishna or some shit, and he's literally the Messiah of the world, like, and and that there's like, like that it's like not a bunch of deluded nunnery bullshit, like that he might actually be an empath. I yeah, right. It is. It is definitely taking a big step towards science fiction on both of these fronts, for sure. And and I I don't know. I thought I was getting into a zombie series, not a Jesus Christ Savior series. But yeah, I don't know, man. But this guy, he is he's rage bait. Because first of all, one thing you never want to say to people is that you know everything. Sure. This kid comes out and literally says, "I I've been taught everything. I know everything." He he exhaustively lists it off, and I'm like, "God, this kid knows everything." And then, as soon as I was thinking it, he says, "I know everything. Uh, my 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 padre taught me." Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as soon as he says that, he then pronounces "speculate" as "speculate," and the <laughs> contrast between a guy sitting there and says, "I know everything," and then hitting them with "speculate." <laughs> How can, you not love this yeah. How can you not love this kid? How can you not love this kid? The man. confidence. Uh, I will say his Rubik's Cube time is pretty fucking slow. Pretty fucking I, slow, kid. As a teen, if I, I was I recall, able to do it faster. I was going to say, if I recall you and your brother got around a minute, sub-minute? Sub, th- Sub-30 seconds. Oh, shit. Point. You guys really got serious about this stuff. Now, yeah. uh, he doesn't have the benefit of the internet and like strategy guides. So like, if he intuited a three-minute solution... At like 13 14, that's pretty, that's pretty fucking, that's pretty, that's pretty legit. But I'll say he, again, he doesn't know everything, he doesn't know the right patterns. (laughs) Wait till this guy gets some graphite and he can like, he really learns how to speed cube, man. Here's the other thing I learned from a fucking book. I didn't learn from the internet, I learned from a book. You don't need the internet, kid. Go out there, find a Rubik's Cube book.
1: Where did you get that book?
0: Uh, I actually don't remember. Did she find on the side of the a, road, like, that's been lying there for five or six years? Because that's the I library. Mean, the that's woods. the little free library that kid's got, you know? This, uh-huh. Oh, shit, there's some book buried in a mud puddle for five years. Mm-hmm. And his mom's <laughs> flyers or whatever. Yeah. Uh huh. Everyone just Oh, something do you think that's going to be. Do you think that's going like, to. Is this her sister's kid? Maybe. I don't, I don't know who this is. You said that kid. as a joke, and I'm like, that. Mm-hmm. They are being cagey about this kid's past, too. And she seems way like the way she called him the, uh, you know, my little sweetheart. I forget, Mon Mon Chow, Mon Shu, Mon Chow. At the end, Hmm. it's like I felt like she had a little bit more of a connection with this kid than any of the other nuns. I wonder if that's the deal. Um, Because I also thought it was interesting. We didn't talk about it, but they set up this dichotomy that like, how did you get here? And Daryl talks about, like, that is a series of bad decisions, and he kind of lays them out later. And then around around here, he asks her how she got here, and she goes, this is a series of good decisions. So she talked about her her parents were... Like, they're opposite. Like, Daryl's dad was an abusive asshole. Her parents were in Doctors Without Borders.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: they're at completely in ends of, like, cultural, economic... She's uh, educated. Yeah. Yes. He knows how to gut a squirrel. But not a fish. Like, he yeah, doesn't there's, there's, there's... care to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> God. Uh, oh, God. Eating an ungutted squirrel. squirrel. A roast ungutted squirrel. Jesus. I, I don't even know if he skins it. He might only just bite worse, into it like an apple. The only thing worse would be like eating an <laughs> obligate carnivore ungutted because <laughs> at least the at least at least, like squirrel's vegetarian you want to eat like a fucking mm. ungutted dog or a cat or something oh, oh. god oh, What? Oh, <laughs> oh it's in my it's in, I can taste it's in the back of my throat I'm gonna ah. say to this kid what are the odds you'll give me on immaculate conception with this kid 100% to zero like there's no chance oh. it's not that right uh, wow because I'm, I keep on thinking like, okay. Because to me, that's another notch towards, uh, flim flam nonsense. Absolutely. Know? Like you, you might sure. were like, you might as well have force fields. You mm-hmm. know, if you're gonna go.
1: Yeah, and you might uh, as well have
0: magic wands and shit. Sure. But yeah, I guess like the thing is like it stirs out of it's uh, her sister. Um, I can always call bullshit. Well, first of all, I think they referred to him yeah. as having parents. But oh, did they? Okay. Maybe that's just a story they told the soldiers. Um, but if it turns out it's their sister's kid, I'm gonna did my head can and, and it is a virgin birth. It's like no, it wasn't. She's lying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she just doesn't super, want you to know who the father is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a what? What do we do with the girl like Maria kind of problem? You know? Uh, what? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I I don't know that reference. Have you never seen The Sound of Music? Mm-mm. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> That's why I don't get it. Yeah. Um, That's just a quote. It's just a quote. Because, like, you have a Julie, uh, it was a Julie Andrews. She's a nun, but she likes to spend all her time singing on the mountainsides. And the nuns are like, well, there's actually real nun work that needs to be done. What do we do about this flippity gibbet girl that we've inherited? And, like, (laughs) ah, there's a divorced dad living in the, you know, (laughs) 1930 yikes, Germany Needs needs a mom for his kids. Let's ship her off there. Yeah. Whoa. All right. it Seems fucked How up. How have you never seen the sound we we're gonna have to watch the sound of music one of these days? It's a good Christmas. I feel it's a good Christmas movie to watch. Really? It's a Christmas movie? Yeah. I mean hmm. it's got the the, the silver white the silver white winters melting in springs and brown paper packages tied up in string, which All I know of it is the, the field scene. Right there's yeah the that's, that's literally Andrews the, the, opening. It is, that's the opening scene that's that's how can the, that be that's a Christmas Tant of five running from uh, Tant of four running from the Star Destroyer wow really oh there's seasons I would have thought seasons. that was the climax that's crazy all right yeah Nazis get involved it's crazy uh there speaking of quotes there is a quote here from the kid who's he's talking about his abilities and he says I just feel things in my stomach Daryl says, so do I, but mostly that's salt water I drank on the beach. And, those <laughs> and the fish guts, fish. And yeah. <laughs> right, weird reaction from the acid <laughs> those and Those <burning>. apple seeds. <laughs> the and the acid blood, yeah. You and can't the forget about shot to that. the face. I mean, yeah. in the span yeah. of like ten minutes here, Daryl has been burned by acid zombies and shot in the face. Stepped on a rusty nail. Got, got a touch of <laughs> tendonitis. It's not a very good... I gotta work on my Daryl. <laughs> tendonitis, tinnitus, and... Tetanus. What cracks me up about Norman Reedus is he does all the intense Daryl Dixon things no matter what tone of voice he's speaking in. Mm -hmm. Like when he's like whispering about you know like it's a tender moment Isabel's like then it put me on a boat and I woke up here on this coast and like but he's like in a whisper and I can't I I was trying like I was like back and I'm like I'm trying to get this Daryl down and I couldn't do it. I can't bring the intensity with the inflection and the whisper and the husk and he's There's some That's disparity I... between volume and intensity that he nails, and I, I don't know how to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's it's a tough one. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. It's true to ruin his vocal cords. Uh, <laughs> Maribel and Guillaume are walking down a road when some Mad Max guys pull up and ask where a couple of their guys went. And they get lies, so they kill Guillaume and they drive off with Maribel. I've i've never been to france i want to preface these comments with i've never been to france but do the french people cry out of their nose because I, <laughs> if you watch this scene there is a moment where maribel is supposed to be crying but the only thing oozing is just a string like a long string of snot just dripping out of her nose it's all connected, you know. You start the, your your tear ducts, don't they they drain into your sinuses? Not directly, right? I, mean, I think so. Yeah, you've got you get there's like a hole in the corner of your it comes eyes. Out eyes, too, Yeah, it does. But... It does, but if like if she's like not sobbing and losing her shit, if she's like got, you know, like uh tears just like kind of floating in her eyes, I don't know. I but if I think I know I yell, exactly cut. what you're talking about. There's a huge string of snot just blowing yeah. in the wind here. Can, it's- can you make what's <laughs> happening down here happen up here in your eyeballs? Because, yeah. I don't know if maybe she couldn't cry in the moment because there was nothing emotional about this scene. Or if, like, and they just, like, I, the, the the fake tears had thickened. Like, maybe maybe mm. the, the heat or the cold or whatever they were dealing with had thickened the fake tears. And so they ran down her face in strings. But, like. The nasally French pronunciation just blows their sinuses out. And it just, just, just eventually, it just, uh, it's just, uh, that makes sense. It's an irrigation yeah. trench in their face. Yeah. So it is the French people. Yeah. Like I said, I'd never been to France. Maybe that's how they do it over there. But. Yeah. Just, they cry through their noses, man. Nose cryers. All <laughs> right. Anyway, what do you think of Mad Max here? I like this guy. I don't like his shitty facial tattoo because it's like they wanted him to have a tribal tattoo, like tribal face tattoo. And they're like, ah, yeah. there's probably multiple people that would get pissed off at us. So it's like, we want. And it. I guess you could say the same thing about the Belters and Expanse because they're all tatted up crazy too. But like mm-hmm. that felt like it was something. I didn't know what it was because it was all angular and geometric and shapes and patterns and stuff. But like you, it looked like a tattoo designer designed it. This shit looks like, like, how hard is it to go into a tattoo store and, like, look at some flash and be like, okay, make that up? Because mm-hmm. what what the hell is on his face? It's, it's like part, barbed wire. It's like rose thorns. It's like a tribal like tattoo. Flames, it's maybe. like filigree. I... It's like that. But it's not any of those things. It's just, and it mm-hmm. it looks like it's kind of I don't know. It, it's yeah. It, uh, that's the but everything else about his I love his jacket. I love it kind of broadly his look, his demeanor. Mm-hmm. Um, Seems like a pretty good villain. Yeah, he's not a complete bastard. He's just a hard man doing hard things. Or at least from what I can tell. Yeah, and and he's got uh, a reason to be as pissed off as he is. I mean, his brother got killed in this scene right. by these people. Although his brother was an asshole, let's not forget that. Um, his brother but he doesn't view it that way. His brother his brother was a bit of an asshole. That's true. Uh, so Daryl tries to break into the radio room, but he hears Laurent uh, reading to a walker in a cell. Daryl sees this and decides to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> He's like, nope, nope. I've been through crazy shit. I, I dealt with the governor, not this again. The uh, ghost of Shane possessed him. He goes, what is this? What is this? <laughs> Uh, Isabel explains that Laurent is the new Messiah who will lead the revival of humanity and begs Daryl to escort him north to uh, a base they have in Paris. The greatest line is when she tra- sh- tried to show him this drawing that he drew of him three weeks ago. She's just like, but look <laughs> yes. at this. He goes, hey, she stick to math. It was like, just like. <laughs> and his, his other line. There's so many good lines. I will say the writing on the dialogue for Daryl is amazing. You know, he's he roasting sees, this kid. When he sees like Perjan, he's, he's like, you got a lot of witchy shit going on around <laughs> Witchy here. shit. Witch. Oh, God. The, yeah. This whole block here. The witchy shit. Uh-huh. Uh, the kid is special. Yeah. We had, we used to kick kids like that. The ass is back in school. And then <laughs> look at this draw. You should have stuck the map. So, yeah. so funny. So funny. He drops the F-bomb in this scene, too. which. Oh, what well, I, I didn't even notice it anymore. What? Where did he drop it? I uh, it's it's mundane. He just says you've been fucking with me. Oh, right. Because the radio. He finds out she lied about the radio working to kind of keep him right, on the hook. Right. That's what it is. Um. Yeah, man. Uh. I don't know. I guess they get what's the so, episode, right? What's so funny is he's walking around as she's trying to beg him not to leave, and he's like, "You mind if I borrow this?" He just picks up a flail and shoves it. He doesn't wait, and then he grabs it like a World War II trench. I love it daggers like i'm gonna borrow this too just stealing shit from him at this point mm-hmm. um well, what was funny is like this is whole the whole thing is like you've been lying to me bullshit 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 and then she goes i know of a port up north and he stops and is like why would you believe i know right it's like oh okay you're telling me some accurate information now um yeah, i thought that you was just funny. found out about the radio that she lied to you and right. now you're gonna believe that you've been fucking with me well i know about the port up north no cap Absolutely, hundred percent, no cap. Mm-hmm. That's good enough for me. And yeah, yeah, she's showing him this map uh, that Perjan made. Who uh, was going to escort the boy up north, but obviously he can't now. I, I mean, he could try. The boy, might be <laughs> escorting yeah. him though. He needs to teach him the Michonne trick. Lop yes, off that big jaw, both arms. The kid, yep. it'll just point him up north. The kid, the kid will be escorted himself. and he'll have a walker shield so Mm -hmm. that'd be pretty cool um yeah they have a base up in paris she's trying to tempt him into doing the job by telling him this rumor about the ships uh and that they they are kind of close to paris but not really they're still like many many miles from paris to get to that port uh it doesn't seem like he's gonna do it but you know we'll find out later did you think that the um, the padre? I thought the padre looked like Killian Murphy, just going for it in zombie makeup. Oh, that would be cool. It looks a lot like Killian Murphy, and this guy was like, cause some, you know, most of the actors, most of the zombie acting is pretty good in this show, but like some people really put their back into it. This guy put his back into it. Mm-hmm. I yeah, really would be believe cool he want to eat that kid. He's in my mind, anyway. And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure this holds up historically. I think Kelly Murphy has a big role that he played in the revival of Zombies with 20 Days Later. Oh, you're right. That would be super cool to get him in a role here, but there's no fucking there's no way fucking they way. could get him. He's, yeah, he's just in one of the biggest movies of the year. Yeah, yeah. Second only to Barbie. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see what... Uh, is it, none of the Marvel... Guardians didn't do better than either of those that's why all the superhero movies been kind of hurting um and nice. like i said barbie made a billion dollars that's when i stopped paying attention god it my did it make more money than avatar at this point like I, it might be the most successful oh, movie avatar, of all time right. i don't know could be it's in the billions it turns out, turns out if you try catering to the other 50% of the planet you can make some money yeah but only if you do it once Shocker. a generation right you that's true like, yeah you don't yeah. want to spoil <laughs> you the you women, women saturate that yeah they can have one movie generation as a treat <laughs> right uh, all right. And Maribel shows the men what happened to their dudes. Uh, I'm talking about Mad Max guy. Uh, Leader's brother was one of the dudes. He's now a walker. Uh, Mad Max puts his brother down and asks, who did this? Maribel says, ah, uh, an American. And they find a flyer from the Abbey and head there. And they leave Maribel alive, though, at the end. So not yeah. total villains. That's what I'm saying. If like I feel like a Negan would have just killed her, but... um. I like, like I said, I like this guy, like his performance. I, I thought his, his, this is a performance that was good. It didn't have to be, but it was. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I This guy really loved his shitty brother. It's also another thing that, like, maybe they're drawing a parallel between this guy and Daryl. You know, like, oh, Daryl was the mm-hmm. second in command of a powerful person with a vision for the future uh, with a problematic brother. They got him into trouble but he's still love and this guy seems like he might be the second banana for a woman with the powerful vision for the future and he's got a problematic brother I wonder if they're trying to draw some parallels between this guy and Daryl oh do you think that the boat stuff and this are connected a hundred percent, because he uh, at the end he says ra- he wants to bring Lawrence as a soldier for I think it's Caden uh, or K- I, I got the name down further in my notes, huh. but uh, then this woman uh, the captain refers to her as that name, oh. so she is the leader I of miss the that. the Gerrars, the the soldiers um, Gerrars? I'm not sure. Oh, I I couldn't tell you, but uh, yeah, no, I think it's I, I think it's I think it's a hundred percent connected wow so they have operatives all over France huh yeah um I love this guy's retractable bayonet flintlock pistol I thought that was really cool although I did Mm. wonder like why is everybody using like antique weaponry like you, they make modern muzzle loaders and i looked at it because mm-hmm. i thought like, well maybe in france all they have is archaic it's like the uk where it's like it's just really hard but like france has a fairly liberal gun laws by european standards like you have to have a license and mm-hmm. legit like you know hunting license or you got to be joined to a range club or something like that um and you have the well, like, laws hey, are one but- thing do, do they have the obsession that we have they don't. Here, that's right? the thing they don't like, have the obsession like yeah. i don't think they're as widespread but like i don't think it'd be mm-hmm. that hard to find them especially if it's a like you know hunting first type of culture so yeah. but I, I i honest to god think that like the average person i it's probably new information dude did you know that there's muzzle loaders that people are making modern day muzzle loaders i don't know ex- why you would but sure because ex- like it, i don't know in other countries but in america it's because of deer season essentially like you can get a deer with one of every type of deadly weapon like with a bow and a gun and then there's muzzle loading season so like if you've got oh le- legally okay i see what yeah, you're yeah, saying. yeah 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 not not yeah. for sp- i thought you meant met people who were just going around like i'm gonna get a deer with every weapon <laughs> i'm but... gonna do the hat trick this year <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna yeah, kill yeah. a deer with one of everything Grenade launcher, um, yes. I think those are illegal, at least in Indiana and Ohio, to hunt. Gotcha, with. but uh, <laughs> but yeah, like France has got like they don't have a lot of the weird restrictions we do, like short barrel rifles. You can own those things, uh, no problem. Um, but yeah, they don't ha- they don't have because they don't culture. have the problem that we have. The people are probably a lot more responsible with them. But on the other hand, if you had the if you had the prop if everyone had to properly license, get trained, and you know, have a legitimate reason to own a firearm, just uh, you know, that uh, that'd probably change the culture too. Yep. Until you encounter a burner, then what are you gonna do? Melee with a burner? Get that's what out I'm of telling here. you. That's what I'm telling that's yeah. You you wanna reach out and touch those guys. Nope. So despite Isabel's pleas, Daryl leaves without Laurent he gets a few yards down the road when he sees Mad Max's caravan pull up to the Abbey so of course he's going to go back to help of course I was just waiting for it uh, this Mad... kid mm-hmm. said two sentences in French I don't think he said this since they actually subtitled the first time and that second sentence like I said he said the first two and a half words and then that was it yeah I, so I it was it wild, France? wild the uh, like there's like seventeen words on my screen and he said uh au revoir derrière mocheau and that's it. That's it. That was like two full sentences. Yeah. It's probably because the, the French language is complex and tricky beast. How many people will die just because of French language this season? The number won't be zero. Oh no, definitely not. Uh nope. there, there'll be plenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There'll, there'll be a misunderstood direction. There will be a breakdown in communication and civility. The something, something. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, Mad Max and his guys are let into the abbey. They search for the American as the nuns try to keep Laurent hidden. They lock him in Père Jean's office and tell him not to come out as they arm themselves. Of course. Laurent's a dipshit, and he locks the door with the guys right outside. But how, how is the door not locked already? How is the door not locked already? Uh, he gives away his position, but it doesn't matter because Mad Max gets sidetracked uh, with Perry Wait, Jones did you think that? I thought corpse. she did lock him in that. And the... and he was unlocking it, but then the door is locked when Mad no, Max I don't comes think... up to it, jiggles So the he actually physically unlocked it. They they had an insert shut. I had I don't know how I missed that. Well they say jingling keys. And he as he approaches the door. I don't remember an actual shot of him locking it, but then they say jingling keys? Holy shit. They say jingling keys in the subtitles. Yeah that makes that makes no sense because I didn't think the guy knew there was something back there. It's just that he's like, oh there's like a like a false wall with a door lock. Well, he and... should fucking know. Like, what's the use of covering your door with a fake stone texture if you're just gonna put a brass <laughs> handle on it, right? And a and a keyhole. Like, oh, is this a door? Or do they just do some weird shit with this one stone. I think it's no, more it's like a fucking the... door. Yeah, but I think it's more like the door in the Oval Office. It's not like supposed to be a secret door. It's, it's just supposed to blend. Yeah, it's an aesthetic choice. Because yeah, you're right. But you can't have a secret <laughs> door if it has a fucking handle on it, right? Oh, and a big old exit not. sign. They, yeah. they just show up there's a big exit like glowing green exit sign above it mm-hmm. um, which is, which is that, dangerous because that's a dead end reasons. room They're gonna, you're going to oh, have people yeah. burning alive in this castle but uh yeah I, I thought he just got lucky because of the padre which I thought that was interesting that's another thing are they trying to hint that this kid is like getting some divine like, you know the the padre from behind the grave is saving him but he doesn't but, uh, I mean he not really yeah because no. he then immediately like They run over to, they get distracted by Perjan and then the kid comes out of the secret room and goes over and says, don't kill my, my daddy. And they kill him anyway. Mm -hmm. So like he, he gave himself up. Yeah. It's not like it'd be any worse if he was discovered. I I don't know what all the tension here is for because it's not really tension. It just gets bled away immediately at every opportunity i think it's just a powder keg it's kind of like um the tension of the basement scene in uh in glorious bastards now this scene is nowhere near that yeah but that's what they're they're trying to do it's just like there's all these violent men with all these violent nuns and Mm -hmm. there's a piece of information that if it gets made public it's going to start a big scene oh yeah they're trying (laughs) uh so then daryl shows up like they're mad max has this guy kill uh perjan laurent comes running out he decides he's gonna take laurent with him but daryl arrives just in time to prevent it along with an army of nuns and they all fight they kill everybody except for mad max he gets away i liked it i thought it was you know um pretty well done i don't know what uh, extra, they got to be the young guy here, but him getting like caught between the horns of this dilemma from his boss telling him to kill this guy versus this mother coming up and being like, Jean Pierre, you went to church, here This is your father. He heard your confessions. And I'm like, this kid's like what, 21 years old? What kind of confessions was he here 12 years ago? <laughs> or is this kid still still going to confession? In the, I mean, it would have st- been still going through the. Still going through the convent to confess your sins in the apocalypse? I don't know. That's some dedicated Christianity. I feel like if he's that dedicated, he would have told his boss, go fuck himself. But <laughs> I don't know if his sins are relieving the, the undead of their souls. That's, that's a pretty big sin. Clearly yeah. had some conflicting uh, feelings about the undead here. Yeah. Hey, don't shamble away. We'll be right back. The, world is but a when the Hungry easy Ones easy Will Feast. Thing. We're back The, the Watching Dead. When you're on easy street. Uh, this guy whips Daryl's ass, Mad Max. He takes him to school. Holy shit yeah Uh, it's only by the grace of isabel with her (laughs) her (laughs) i don't know what this is a spear with you know a fleur-de-lis on the front essentially uh Mm -hmm. it's like four sizes too big for her she doesn't know how to use this thing and even if she did it's too heavy like it's kind of silly they talk about oh we we prep with all these weapons we're amazing and then these warrior nuns were kind of a letdown uh, okay you, you, you've 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 uh i've heard enough nun slander what's specific <laughs> what what was the problem here i i, I thought it she's was cool. swinging this thing around like it's 600 pounds it is and she can, oh, oh i know i know but she has is she trained ta- with this thing or not i think she has i thought she did a pretty good job with with using an oversized weapon that doesn't fit her very well you know this is why not doesn't she be, use be one of the right size 15 pound She's all in the a room other, all the other lesser nuns. Weapons. She, she she cares about people. She's gonna take the. She's gonna she's gonna use this giant bloodborne trick weapon just so <laughs> just trick weapon so the other the other she, ladies don't have to. All I'm saying, the fat roll is not a good look in nun garb. No, no, Sister Marie, you you take the nunchucks. I'll I'll take the seventeen <laughs> foot poleaxe. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'd say take the nunchucks if you're gonna fan Daryl. Do you know another thing I love? I love how all the soldiers refer to their boss as chef. Did you notice that? No. Cuz chef just means chief. It just means chief or leader. So That's they're all running hilarious. around saying, "Yes, chef. Yes, chef. <laughs> uh, yeah, right away, chef." It's just like the I'm watching the Bear all over again when it was zombies. It's great. I love it. <laughs> Amazing. Uh I love them killing a bunch of nuns. That was pretty yeah. cool. Um
1: and the the tension, like
0: the ferocity of it, it's it's pretty brutal. It was really like, and because you can you can tell they all know it. Like they're all like the, the, the nuns are there, and they got mm-hmm. the bladed weapons, and the guys there, and they got the flintlocks, and they're like, "Well, we got three shots, and the and nuns four, there's there's like in. five nuns, and the nuns did not hesitate. They all came out, one got cut down, but there was still half of them there, and they just butchered these men. I thought that's what yeah. I'm saying, like I. Setting aside a 17 foot poleaxe of the situation, I I i thought yeah the the ferocity and then they also did some budgetary savings where they just show like one good fight and then you just hear screaming and crashing and the next time you go through the courtyard is just strewn with bodies and you just kind of imagine but I, I dug it I thought it was cool. What what good is a 17 foot poleaxe in? A abbey with a bunch of narrow hallways. What's in six foot hallways? I mean. Yeah. Like this lady, ch- you chose poorly. You chose poorly. Uh, maybe it's, a, <laughs> maybe the mother all gives them the worst weapon because she believes in mercy so much she's trying to keep her nuns from killing people. Even, even yeah. <laughs> accidentally or on purpose. And if God wills it, he'll see you through. Exactly. Exactly. If not, good luck with the 17 foot poleaxe. I don't know, man. After the battle, the head nun has a deathbed conversion to Darylism. Perhaps he (laughs) is the one, she says. Sure. Uh, That's a quick scene. He can't understand any of it, which I love. He's just looking blankly at them speaking French. How many times did Daryl shoot this guy before we? uh, Because I I know he shot him once, but did he get him on that second shot? Did he get it? Because I thought he shot him once in the, Mm. the. the shoulder, but then he's limping. Did that second shot he took connect with his like thigh or his leg? Maybe things it's tough to aim with those things. So yeah, maybe shot twice though. Um, and just kind of walking it off. Yep. So with the rest of the nuns dead, Daryl and Isabel sit by the fire and talk as Laurent and, uh, the one remaining nameless nun I don't know who was lucky enough to survive Serenade's the singing nun yeah Uh, Daryl tells Isabel that he wants to get home and agrees to escort her and Laurent where they need to go and we see (laughs) Mad Max brooding outside the walls I can only I have to dub him Sad Max here because he's so (laughs) sad the tears welling in his eyes yeah I want a lobby to call him the chef if we don't come up with anything better right. (laughs) Chef Boyardee. Uh-huh. Uh, he's some kind of wounded because he looks pretty really banged up. Um, but I, Did again, they dig they're... graves for the entire convent in a single evening? Because they're like, yep, our duns are dead and buried. How many of them were I there and how could. did they dig so many graves? I think if you dig the shallow graves, you could probably get it done. If you had three, four people working.
1: Well, I mean, they have a grand total of four the...
0: people. One of them's a child. Uh Graley, one of them is Daryl fucking Dixon but yeah true Daryl Digson. son <laughs> Jeez, you know what I mean shit. Um this again Laurent was designed to be hateable do you know how I know hmm. he's around a campfire for three seconds and he whips out a guitar yeah yeah he's ready what? for college send him off what? he's ready what come on <laughs> it could have been worse they could have been bongos yeah, that would a drum circle would have been the only thing, uh-huh. only thing worse. <laughs> uh, Daryl's talking about some stuff here. About uh, I met some bad people and they put me on a boat. It didn't go well. Ran we'll to find- bad people, put me on a boat. <laughs> if I could just do that in a whisper, yeah. Washed Shoal. ran it to a nun. He's got like some kind of like like almost ice tea diction going. All right, yeah can see it. Uh, and then, yeah, we're kind of at the end here. We get that brooding shot. And we go over to the port of La Havre in northern France where some prisoners have escaped and a mean lady blames the captain of the ship that they escaped from. The captain says, Daryl was one of those prisoners. He went overboard. He probably died. And the lady, eh, he might be right, but she's going to make sure. So she sends her guys to find Dixon. Janae, I think is her name. Yeah, it's yeah, Gannett, yeah, that's just because I it's I pronounce G E N E T. But yeah, Jeanette, mm. Uh that's that's the leader of the uh, chef. I think she's the <laughs> chef, chef de cuisine or whatever the <laughs> the head chef. Sure. I don't know what you call it. She's the uh, she, She's the chef of the. She's the cook of the kitchen. The chef of the kitchen. Um, this is the, the lead into the backstory here we'll see how much of this we get. Yeah, Jim, I, I this is going to be my thing. Anytime someone hits me with a saying or a bit of wisdom, I'm just going to reverse it on them. You know, the early bird catches the worm. Sometimes my grandfather used to say the early worm would catch the bird. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, you son of a bitch? Like does <laughs> a captain's only good as good as her crew? Well, I've heard a crew is only as good as the captain. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> How about got, the late worm evades me. the bird, huh? Do you ever think about <laughs> that? Just sleep in worms, Jesus. It's true. Why are you up so? Why are you up wriggling on the ground so early? Stay in yeah. the ground. You know that's they, where the birds are. Yeah, you're just hurting yourself. The ambitious birds too. You want you want to encounter the lazy birds. Now, if am I right? Because I remember seeing a scene. I think it was set in France. Because that was something we talked about, like uh, way back in the beginning of The Walking Dead, back in season one. Can you remember that far? When we were young men, barely. uh I, the, the 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 who was the doctor? The in, in the CDC, Jenner? Uh, Dr. Jenner. He talked about like how they had the France, uh, Center Centers Disease Control, whatever. And they that was the last post that went dark from his perspective. Mm -hmm. I thought that we saw a scene to kind of introduce these new zombies where they were talking about like there's a new type there and there's some researcher like a Dr. Jenner counterpart and it was set in France. Um, I wonder if this is connected like they're talking about this research project. Are the French people creating all these crazy zombies or are they just the first to notice and study them? (sighs) Let's blame them. They're they're definitely creating them. I love how they have, like, if if, uh, they're in the writer's room, they're like, okay, we need a scientist to come out and say his research is ruined. How are we going to have him do that? Oh, he needs to come out holding a burnt microscope. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) He's like, our research is ruined. Look at Uh this microscope. It's so scorched. It's like, yeah, I just thought that was really funny that he's got a science guy come out with a burnt science thing to say that the research has been ruined. That was super silly. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe this is all connected from the beginning there. Um, I definitely remember some discussion about research outposts, but did you think that they specifics. were gearing that this captain was the gearing up there, this, this, uh, the head chef was, was gearing up to kill the captain. Yes. Yeah, for sure. In fact, I don't even know why she didn't like, it's one of those things where like, is at the end of it, it? Sometimes it makes sense. Like, you know, Darth Vader kills everybody, but then the empire strikes back. He's so preoccupied with the thought of meeting his son that he, you know, just forgets, I guess, to kill uh, ca- Captain Piet, uh, Admiral Piet. I don't understand, because she's like, the whole time she's like saying that it's like, this is your fault. You have cu- you have fucked up and fucked up big. This is your fault. And then at the end, right as I'm like, well, this guy's going to get his throat slit by somebody side him, she just walks away. What was that all about? Yeah, I- I'm trying to calibrate on her. Like, is she somebody who... Hmm. She doesn't seem like somebody who makes mistakes. The show is telling us she's very serious. She's very attentive. She's, um, kind of knows the score. I wonder if she can't afford to lose him for some reason. Like a subpar captain is better than no captain at all. Yeah, how many how many freighter captains do you have that like are familiar with the waters, yeah. how to you know cross an ocean? This is only strike two. <laughs> the second mutiny, he's barely right. put down <laughs> another one, and he's on thin uh-huh. ice, but he's not he's not strike three. Also, yet. Um, you know, I I I know she doesn't know this, but maybe greater the curve when the one American is Daryl fucking Dixon. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of mayhem in one scrawny backwoods body. Okay, right. The man yeah. killed a tank. <laughs> with his bare fucking hands in season three, right? Like, this is a man to be reckoned with. Three or four, with. yeah. For sure. I agree. Uh, maybe she knows that. Maybe she's heard. His reputation precedes him all the way over in France. Well, if anything, so anyone's would, easy. it'd be, it'd be, it'd be Daryl. But this research they're doing, I think, is interesting. Um, you know, I, I think this whole section of the show is going to be cheesy as hell. Yeah. But I, yeah. I am curious about the research stuff. I don't know how far they're going with this. The the nun Isabel tells Daryl that like, yeah, burners are just one type. There are a bunch of them. How silly is that going to get? It's already pretty damn silly. Are we going to have like selling. walkers that fly and like <sighs> it's just yeah. stupid shit like that? The thing is, you say that, but it's I don't think that's inherently more ridiculous than acid zombies. I or Electric zombies. Like again, I think you could have like zombies that would grow like weird growths like you Uh know chitinous is a kitten chitin or chitin kitten uh whatever uh uh, some kind of bony growth or Mm -hmm. you know stabbing implements i can certainly think they're extra hard to kill because they're bony skulls right yeah they're having some kind of like thickened skin or they're evolving like they evolve to retain more of their human knowledge so they can like work doors and simple weaponry and and they're a little bit like you can they they head you off at the past but like yeah, these are video game zombies, and I i don't know. I mean, it might be super fucking cool if you turn your brain off, but we <laughs> yeah. are we are far, far away from the world Frank Darabont envisioned for us. We are Absolutely. off of that map. We have left that world. We are now in the world of The Walking Dead. Yep. They kind of put their stamp on it. Uh, Remember when it? he had that Bible, that zombie Bible we were so excited about that laid out meticulously oh, yeah. all the rules that govern zombie content and like... That was some good times. Just gathering good dust times. under Scott Gimple's desk. I think I think Scott Gimple used that to wipe his ass with during the pandemic, <laughs> uh, and that's man. why we have that's why we have acid hobbies now. <laughs> he didn't. He uh-huh. didn't stock up on those first few days, man. If you had to go, you had to go. There's no charmin to squeeze. It's true. it's true. That and a little bit of hand sanitizer goes a long way. True. True. All right, man. Uh, that's it for the first episode. We'll see if it can be just as ridiculous the next time around. Uh, if you would like to send us feedback, uh, we will. St- uh, d- yeah, do it. It's just I dare you. Uh, TWD at baldmove.com dot uh, to- com to talk all things The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon and all things The Walking Dead fit to cover. If you would like to keep up with the rest of the things we're doing, because we've got uh, we're in the hip deep in Ahsoka, uh, we're wrapping up Foundation, we're about to start Loki, uh, True Detective, and Fargo seasons four and five respectively are just around the corner. Social media is a great place to do that. Pick your best social media at Bald Move, follow it unless it's TikTok. Search for Baldest Move there. Finally, if you'd like to support us, if you like the ad free feeds, extra bonus audio and video content, and keep us podcast and keep us busting the walking dead chops uh we could use your support support.baldmove.com super easy otherwise thanks for listening uh, again twd at baldmove.com if you'd like to send in feedback we'll consider that next week thanks for listening we'll see you next time until then i'm aaron and i'm jim see ya